Welcome everybody back to another episode of Part 2, The Sequel Continued. Podcast where you watch movies with some friends, discuss them, and then think of a sequel that no one asked for. That is absolutely correct. I am your roommate, Roger. And I'm your roommate, Xavier. And this week we have a brand new roommate. Uh, brand new roommate, please introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Navi, but my username everywhere is Novice Gamer Girl. Novice Gamer Girl, that's all one word? Yeah. Cool, yes, any capitalizations? Yes. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter, but each word is capitalized. Any underscores that we need to know about? Uh, that is a negative. Any special characters? Uh, just me. <laughs> that's a good, good response. Uh, so, like Xavier said, we watch a movie each week, and Xavier has prepared for us a single-sentence description of the one we watched this week. Xavier, please go ahead. Yes, this week we watched Astonishing Tales of Terror, Rocktopussy, a bizarre action horror flick about a middle-aged reporter trapped deep in a Canadian mine with an array of characters who must fend off an ancient octopus deity and teaches us all that, so long as your father is proud of you, you can accomplish anything. Between the three of us, can we accomplish anything? Probably not. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) At least we're in good company. Uh, Navi, you... Uh, suggested this movie. Now, um, just kind of a peek behind the veil for all the audience members. This is the second time we're having this conversation due to technical difficulties. Um, Navi, you chose this movie. What What was your draw? What was the number one thing you chose it for? Um, oh God. Well, you know, trolling through Tubi to to find a movie, and um, uh, the the cover. The cover art just pulled me in. It is very good. I would recommend everyone at home to to Google the name. In fact, actually, maybe don't Google the name. I, I if you do Google the whole thing, astonishing tales of terror, rock to pussy. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just as a just in yeah, case. Yeah, the other one would would pull up. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, don't just rock to pussy. Uh, For those f- future listeners, I just wanted to point out, we are in December currently, so we've been on a little bit of a, a holiday movie kick, mm-hmm. and uh, the director of this movie uh, happened to have directed seven Christmas movies, but this is one that we're watching in December for you guys now. Right. And Xavier and I were talking about this. Uh, you said he directed seven out of like, seven Christmas movies out of like 12 total? Yeah, he probably has like 12 movies to his name, and seven of them are Christmas movies. I I didn't avoid a Christmas movie on purpose, and I didn't, like, there's no real, this is pure coincidence. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You you know what, actually, uh, I do, uh, I do want to uh, start off, before we do anything, uh, by thanking Chains. Uh, One of my followers on TikTok, also a listener of the show, um, left a, a comment, a review, I'm not actually sure what it was, on our um, Violent Night episode. And just a shout out to Chains. Hello. Thank you for, you know, your patronage, if you will. Um, and uh, congratulations on going back to a movie theater. Yes. <laughs> it's such a weird time when that's an event, you know. So on with the show. Uh, Navi, you know the formula. Uh, I'm going to start asking questions. And uh, y- this first one is a staple. You and Xavier can both work on this together. Name all of the characters that you remember. Okay. Well, first we have uh we have Hunter. Hunter Hazelton. Oh, that's right, Hunter, yeah. I don't remember H- any Hunter of the characters' names. Yeah. So. <laughs> and uh, you can't you can't forget the camera guy. Who what was his oh, name? Cam. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, Cam camera guy. They made a they made a joke about that at yes. some point in the movie. Yeah, what's uh, uh what was her name? Which one? Uh, the one the one where they were talking in that scene where where he was like, well, we're not going to go into that yet, but she referenced the fact that his name was easy to remember. Right. Uh, um, yeah, we'll get into that. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know. The she, nemeses. She, yeah. she, the, the tall mantis girl. Tall mantis April? Lady. Mantis girl. <laughs> April's a good guess, actually. You're, you're not far off with an A name. Um, so starting from the beginning, like I, I wrote these down in order as they appeared. Well, Oh, go ahead. Well, there's also the Chad, uh, Declan. You... Okay, Declan. That's correct. Yes, the first time he, the, she says his name, uh, the the opposing uh, reporter. The first time she says his name, I thought she said uh, uh, Jacqueline. 
and I wrote down Jack <laughs> for like the first like 30 minutes of the film because I was like, I don't know what this guy's name is. Um, so in order, in the, the beginning of the movie opens up with three miners. Their names are Bill, Churchill, and what's his fucking face? Because they literally never say it. Uh, there's also Hunter, Hunter Hazleton, Hunter's dad, who doesn't get a name, her sister Haley. We have Carrie Barnes, who uh, is kind of the male heartthrob of the film. Oh, um, yeah, his his opener is great. <laughs> it, we're, we'll talk about it. Uh, Cam, the cameraman. We have Frank, the one-night stand bartender. We have oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Annie. I wrote Karkowitz. I'm not sure, but that's the, that's the opposing reporter in the movie, is Annie. We have Alec. The Russian scientist, Declan, Declan specifically Drummond, the douchebag. Right, and then Declan we have Drummond. Kennedy, the scientist's assistant. Uh, and then I wrote, uh, then I wrote Knight, Knight in Shining Armor. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Knight. Oh, and then we can't forget Rocktopussy. Oh. Which I think at some point they literally oh. say, but I'm just like, is that a, its actual name or did they just. So funny enough, ass. whenever Did I they asked ever you to, say it, when I asked you to turn on the um the closed captioning, yeah, uh, it it says Rocktopus shakes caves or like roars <laughs> in distance. <laughs> so I thought that was pretty great. <laughs> Let's see. Moving on to question number one. Hey, by the way, I want to apologize to everybody. All of these questions are going to feel extremely obtuse, uh, because. Man, I had to delete about eight of them and kind of condense them down into into other questions. So oh, wow. if if this questions and or answers seem a bit long winded, then that's why. And I do apologize for that. Uh, but question number one is the movie opens up deep underground in the year 1957, where three miners, Bill Churchill and what's his face, dig their way through a mysterious wall. What awaits them in these subterranean halls? Navi? Oh my god, I literally, I just watched this movie again. Like you watched it for first. a second time? <laughs> I did, I swear. <laughs> I, you're, you're braver than I. Wow. What a waste. Well, I, is it the horseshoe crabs? Hey, maybe. I don't know. What does Xavier have to say? Uh, yeah, those and, and some tentacles to which they immediately uh, come to the conclusion that it's an octopus. Right, yes. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Uh, Churchill hears voices, uh, a whispering woman that says his name. He sees some tentacles that he takes a picture of with a really ancient camera. Uh, the other two find a room full of eggs and acid-spitting horseshoe crabs. Uh, What's-his-nuts yeah, gets his choice. face melted off. Uh, Bill gets grabbed and captured by the monster, and Churchill destroys the entrance with TNT. So, that is the intro to the movie. Again, I know if it sounds obtuse, it's because it fucking is. <laughs> Uh, question number two. Cut to a gentleman's club where we see a lady pole dancing directly in front of the title card. Plot twist, she's no dancer. Who is she and what does she do, Navi? Uh, I was hoping you were going to ask me how long that dancing scene was because I think that was like two minutes. D during your second yeah, like watch the through. Of the title cards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, whenever the, the title of the movie pops up, she's covering half of yeah. it. Yeah, no, she's directly Which, in front of it and you're like they like tried to stylize it so that it's like goes around her body but her body is literally covering Rocktopussy the, the part the actual title of the movie the rest of yeah. it is just long winded <laughs> bullshit but she's covering the the name of the movie right so, in like, front if, of it if you if you didn't <laughs> click on this on Tubi you wouldn't know what the fuck you're watching yeah no idea but yeah but yes, uh, she's, she's she's a yeah, reporter yes <gasps> a reporter what is she doing I she she found the mayor in the strip club looking to buy sex, and she's like, "Why are you doing this?" <laughs> Excuse me, madam, I'm here to buy some sex. Uh, Xavier, do you have anything to add? Uh, also the drug use. Yes, and apparently oh, the right. mayor is 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 very against these like the prostitution and drug use in his campaigns, and so it's a it's a it's a big well, deal for her for. Uh, Hunter, the reporter, uh, but the rest of the world just seems to care about her shaking her ass for a new right. report. Uh, the the pole dancer is uh, Hunter Hazelton, an undercover news reporter. 
surprise interviewing the mayor about his corruption and fraud uh, as he does cocaine openly in the strip club. Uh, So question three. After a lengthy and frankly boring award nomination party that is drowned in unnecessary exposition and a light sprinkle of feminism, we are introduced to Carrie Barnes. What is our first impression of Mr. Barnes, Navi? Um, well, I just, I, I love the fact that he's just standing off the back of his pickup, pissing into the wind on the beach. Yes, he's, he's ah. just a bum. So he just, he, to me, he, he comes off as, as just uh, some scraggly bum. Yeah. But clearly supposed to be the heartthrob. Whenever I was <laughs> writing notes for the movie, he was described as Carrie the beach bum for a while. Um, yeah, I wrote beach bum leather jacket man. <laughs> it's me, leather jacket man. Um, Apparently he's just going through a tough breakup, though. Yeah, he's having some marital issues uh, that don't, that that is only made prevalent by most of his dialogue throughout the entire fucking movie. What does he do after he's done peeing off the back of his truck? Do y'all remember? He goes to the mine to take a shower. Yep. Right. And he goes to the mine to take a shower. <laughs> Because he's having trouble with, I guess his wife. Yeah, that's what he tells well, he's the got guy the photo in. of his daughter in the car, so like clearly he's like, I miss my daughter. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, I wrote here. He drives to the mining site to take a shower as there are marital troubles at home. He looks like a mix of Dolph Lundgren and Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> note: This is not a question, but this is a note for later. There is a short scene of a man in a trench coat constructing something at a desk. More on him later. Now, question number four is, we find ourselves at Morgan Mines, where the news crews are there to report on some new sci-fi mining equipment. It does not go well. Why, Navi? Um, well, the sci-fi shoveling got interrupted by Mr. Billy Churchill Davis, whatever his name is, um, with a gun. Saying, stop the digging. Okay. Not here. Xavier? Uh, yeah. Churchill shows up, the, the guy from the beginning with the camera. And he's a, an accent now, which I don't think he had at the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, and also, they half the people call him Billy. Half the people call him something else. And then uh, uh, the guy, the, I already forgot his fucking name, the heartthrob. Fair, he's like, Carrie? Churchill. Yeah, Carrie. He's like, Churchill. It's Churchill. He makes a point several times to be like, his name is Churchill. Stop calling him old guy that blew up or some shit. <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, yes, a trench-coated man shows up, the one I mentioned earlier. Apparently, this is Churchill Davis, uh, the man from the beginning of the movie. He's old now. He has a gun, and he's there to stop the miners from digging any deeper. Uh, he has a bomb vest, which is what he was constructing, and the whole thing goes awry when the monster attacks. And okay, what does he say? What's his dying line? Oh, I actually wrote that, that down. Pirate line. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, but, but wait, when Carrie first got to the scene, no, not not Carrie, uh, uh, Churchill. When he first got to the scene, he was told, "Have a blast." Oh, you're right. Wow, <laughs> that's a good catch. Um, he says, "Abandon all hope, ye who enter here." <laughs> uh, then the the monster grabs him and he detonates himself, and then there's a cave in. So obviously, this. Um, the report on this new sci-fi mining equipment didn't go very well. Uh, so question number five, directly after the explosion, obviously Hunter survives this event, uh, looking somehow very sexy while doing so. Uh, appar- <laughs> apparently Carrie carried her to safety, and as she thanks him for the bare minimum, Carrie does what, Navi? Oh, he goes, he goes to kiss her because the bare minimum is all that we need. Xavier? Yeah, he tries to, to kiss her. <laughs> and? Um, I don't know. I, I honestly wasn't really paying too much attention to this scene. I was, uh, <laughs> Kristen was watching it with me, and she started laughing, and I was like, oh, something happened. So, um, She rejects him, right? Oh, like, yeah. he goes oh, in for a yeah, kiss, yeah. and she's like, okay. uh, hey, bud, yeah, she's like, I just said thank you. <laughs> um, Yeah, she's like, the bare minimum is really, like, that's. Yeah, worth a kiss these <laughs> days. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. movie has a weird tinge of the most. How did we say it the other day, Xavier? What was it? There's a lot of pseudo feminism and 
and misogyny all mixed in together. Oh, that was it. Yeah, it was the most it was the most misogynistic feminism in a movie. Like they did. They did a really weird job. They they had jokes everywhere in every direction. mm -hmm. Uh, Because, I mean, not only is Hunter sexy, she's also very smart and she's brave. And yeah, the uh, the director who also I believe wrote the movie, uh, he just he just wanted a, a reason to get the main character naked later on in the movie, which I'll be the first oh, to say it. Yeah. I don't blame him. <laughs> I hey, wow, yeah, like su- suddenly, suddenly tit tits, full tits, suddenly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, just so out of nowhere, like the whole movie. I'm like, oh, they had so many chances to do more with this character, make her look more sexy or whatever the hell and then just randomly in the last 10 minutes of the movie they're like all right here's our chance yeah let's yeah. just for shove like, it in but there. only for like a second and a half yeah <laughs> it was that's, so bizarre which let's it, let's be honest that's the reason you watched it for a second time uh, <laughs> no which okay, no yeah, no that's fine it's you, you it's it, you don't have to be ashamed of yourself question number six uh, there are other survivors oh. annie cam declan alec the russian scientist and kennedy his assistant they all discuss what definitely just happened. What did they conclude, Navi? Um, that it was a giant octopus. Ooh, you're close, Xavier. Uh, fuck, I don't remember. All I remember is uh, that they had two scientists. Actually, never mind. One, one scientist yes. left. Uh, <laughs> so, Navi, ah! you were you were very close with your answer. The answer is a giant goddamn octopus. Okay. Oh, I, oh, easy okay. easy mistake to make uh and yes like xavier said there's a fuck there's a scene that made me audibly laugh super loud where they're like we can figure this out we got this guys we have two scientists on our side and the yep. camera pans down and <laughs> the older scientist has <laughs> died within that time and I, <laughs> it's genuinely funny i Meanwhile, I'm thinking to myself, how did he not already notice the fact that that scientist was dying? Well, his last words- So you like laughed, Kennedy, and I went, he's dumb. Kennedy, like, <laughs> looks under his, his lab coat, and, like, she reveals a wound, and he's like, well, that's not good. And, like, those are his last words, which I hope are my last words. Um, <laughs> I, I hate to rush this along, but we have to yeah. get through these questions. Uh... Let's see. Question number seven. As they walk through the tunnels, Hunter asks Carrie about, quote, his story, which he goes into in length. Right before the audience dies of boredom, they come across what? Navi? Uh, Navi, you watched it lava? twice. Lava. 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 <laughs> Xavier? Oh, I, I forget about that. Yeah, they, they come across like a room full of lava and Hunter decides that uh, their best choice is to to scurry along the edge to the other side of the lava, and then right. they fall. <laughs> so before they found the lava, they found a giant door shaped like a skull. Oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. 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 And again- Oh, yeah, another... and like a sacrifice oh, room. It's our passageway. Right. So they find the skull, the skull door. Then they cross the lava pit, a very dramatic scene. Uh, and then they find a sacrificial- Wow. Pits. A sacrificial altar room with some hieroglyphs on the walls. Yes, Aslan's table. What'd you say? Aslan's table. Are you the Lion, I, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Oh, I did. <laughs> I I've never seen the movie. That was so. Oh, I thought you were speaking boo. Latin just then. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Question number eight. The uh the other group finds the cave entrance, and Kennedy plans to quote build something else while Cam and Declan go off to find other survivors. But Hunter and Carrie have a visitor. Who is it, Navi? It's the, the, uh, the, one of the miners. One uh, of the miners from... From the 50s. Not a young child, but a dude in the mines. No, we're not talking about a youth from the 50s. <laughs> Xavier? <laughs> yeah, it's one of the miners from the beginning who is now a zombie. Yeah, right. he's like a possessed horseshoe crab zombie. So they present him to be, I literally in my notes I wrote zombie minor in all caps. Um, so she shoots him like nine times. Yeah, oh. and he doesn't die. Right. He's already uh, dead. She, she has the gun that Churchill had whenever he was holding everybody up. So she shoots it like nine times, 
it falls down. They fall. They find a small baby roctopus, which I guess are the horseshoe crab things with three eyes. Um, apparently, when attached to the body, it has kind of a brainwashing, like mind control effect. So, uh, just keep that in mind for later. Uh, so question number nine: Cam and Declan find a room full of eggs where a creature attaches itself to Declan, who handles it quite well. Until... Navi? Until... He handles it well until he sees it? Until... I don't know. Okay, Xavier? (laughs) Until uh, (laughs) the Russian scientist comes in, also being controlled by by one of these as a zombie, and then the... the, Fuck, what's his name? Declan? (laughs) He... He gets taken over, and, and then uh, they overcome Cam, the cameraman, the gay who, cameraman. Yeah, they all who they, definitely they knows what karate. Oh, karate! <laughs> 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 that I audibly laughed at. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, he gets mind controlled and attacks. Uh, he attacks Cam with the with the zombie miner, uh, and the late Alec, who Wait, hold we on. thought we... had died. Did we specify that Cam was Asian? Not no, not in the podcast we no. have. No. Yeah, so Cam's he's, Asian. He's a yeah, that, that, he's yeah. a gay Asian cameraman named Cam who knows karate. Yes. Uh all of that is true. And now we know what <laughs> yep. to put on his IMDb page. Uh <laughs> question number 10. Hunter and Carrie find a knight in shining armor presumably dead. And they also find some running water. They theorize that it could be their ticket out of here. Meanwhile, Kennedy has finished her little project. What is it? Navi? It, it's an energy bomb. An energy bomb, Xavier? Yeah, uh, an energy bomb sound, sounds right. <laughs> yeah, an energy bomb is exactly right. Uh, and then they just wh- immediately get uh, taken over by by the other guys yeah. who are zombies Yes, or Digit. Exactly. Uh, Declan and Cam show up zombified, and they have almost presenting them as gifts, but the little horseshoe crabs, and it's presumed that uh, oh, yeah, the two girls cool. get uh, get taken over. Question number 11. Carrie comes back from his aquatic adventure to find Hunter and the knight both missing, but there is a sword. Where did they go, Navi? To the possession chamber, the sacrificial area. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, to the, to the sacrificial room where they... St- have strapped uh, Hunter onto the table in some weird, sexy yes, garments. They're all there. And all yeah, the they're all there. They're right. all zombies except for Annie. Ooh, yeah. yes, a, yeah. a good plot point. Um, so the knight and six zombies tie Hunter to the sacrificial altar. The knight must have redressed her in. Yeah, some I was about to say she's sexy in... clothing. <laughs> it's yeah, very it's got bizarre. Some like, like heavy metal era movie vibes. I, I'm going to oh, be honest here. Also, hold on. I, you know, we, I completely skipped over this, but the knight, it's a knight in shiny armor in a mine in Canada. Yeah. Like, yeah, what, yeah. where the fuck did this guy come from? <laughs> <laughs> I, Just the fact that they're having like weird satanic octopus rituals in Canada, it just makes me not want to visit. <laughs> That's what goes on up there. I don't want any part of that. Uh, yes, also in my notes I have wrote, Annie is not zombified, but she is playing the part to blend in with the rest of them. Uh, just kind of keep that on the tip of your nose for later. Question no explanation 12. as to how that oh. happened. Right. No, sneaky we're not, we're not told about it. She is a sneaky yeah. little bitch. We don't like Annie. Uh, question number 12. There is a very, uh, very confusing scene that involves some telepathy, tentacles, and titties. Hey, what the fuck is going on here? That's the question. Navi? Uh, uh, showing the, the, the power that, uh, Hunter could obtain if she were to actually, like, be the chosen one. Okay. Oh, that's, basically. Well, yeah, yeah pretty... that's a take on it. Um, that's not what I got from it. Like, Xavier, honestly, what do you think? Because I wasn't paying so much attention. I was just like, oh, okay, so here's Hunter, uh, soaked in blood. With her nipple piercings out, and uh, there's this yeah. this weird goddess deity. <laughs> Although they show you right before that that like Hunter is the goddess, and so then you're like, oh, that's just a vision. 
and you see the monster. Like they're and passing it on. Yeah, and uh, the monster still looks like her. Still looks like Hunter. So I was very confused as to what was going on. Um, I just assumed it was some BS storytelling where like it was her all along and whatever. But uh, yeah, nipple nipple piercings. Um, Nipples are the most part, really, <laughs> part of this. Really of threw this. me yeah. off in this sudden, scene. Sudden nipple piercings for all of like two seconds, and then boom, the top is back on yeah. um, as normal. Like, so while writing notes for this part, uh, just just to kind of paint a picture for the audience. Uh, when all of the zombies strap her down to this this altar, some tentacles kind of come around the room and they envelop her. And then there seems to be what I thought was a flashback or a memory or maybe a past life or an alternate timeline. And like all of these words are going into my phone and I could I like I'll write something out and I'll immediately delete it because I'm like, well, no, that can't be right. And there's like there is an actual memory of a childhood version of Hunter with her father leaning on a gate in the, like, in, in a prairie the horse. or something. What did you say? The horse. Yes, like, the horse. Hunter, right. the horse. Like, what the fuck? What is it? But apparently that memory is being hijacked by the deity to, like, make her comfortable with becoming, like, a conduit. I don't know what the fuck was happening in this scene. Uh, but I'm I'm glad that each of you took... Uh, took your Try- own. It was trying to like mentally win her over. Sure. Yes. Uh, that's yeah, we'll go this with that. is gonna have to be a question for the director or the writer or someone. <laughs> uh, the the answer to this question is there is no answer to this question. Uh, uh, yeah. Question number three. Good news. Carrie saves Hunter. Bad news. Carrie gets got. Hunter must be the hero of this story. She uses the sword to fight the zombie miner Billy. Uh, but then a zombie Cam shows up, and he still knows karate. How does that go, Navi? Um, well, she she almost stabs him. Um, and in the end, manages to pull off the giant horseshoe crab thing. Um, and, and he's like still dying and in pain and she she ends his misery now before she ends his misery xavier what important piece of information does he give her uh he tells her about the energy bomb correct uh and then he's like you gotta kill me and he just stabs her um although with the other way around she stabs uh, him yeah yeah yeah. she she stabs him with the sword but that it threw me off because i was like can't these fucking things just reattach themselves and they could keep going with him? Dead. Yeah. yeah. So like, uh, what's the point? She should have decapitated him, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That like the other guy. Yes. That would have been a good call. Uh, so yeah. question number fourteen. After defeating three demonic opponents, Hunter is finally captured. Uh, but by who and why, Navi? Um, captured by Annie. Because uh-huh. she wants to be the all-powerful deity queen uh, of this, like, bizarrely handsome giant octopus monster. We'll take that opinion with a grain of salt. Xavier? <laughs> yeah, she's like, you said no, so I'm going to say yes. I'm going to sacrifice you to, uh, to this giant deity. Yeah. I'll be the chosen one. Uh, the three reasons that she gives is she gets to live, which I guess is reason enough, uh, she also gets a chance mm. to be queen of the world, because who wouldn't want that? And reason number three is eternal youth, which I think she's just assuming, because that is not made clear at all. Uh, uh Well, f- from the other uh woman deity thing that was, like, transmuting there, or whatever the hell word I'm oh, trying to look for. Ooh, I'm going to stop um, you. That was, that was, that was in Hunter's mind. Eh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, confusing. Anyway, question number 15. Uh, Things are finally wrapping up. Hunter and Carrie are about to be double sacrificed to the Roctopus. In your own words, how does this movie end, Navi? With a kiss. Oh my god, that's so succinct. (laughs) Beautiful, I love it. But that does leave the audience to assume that both of these two are sacrificed, Xavier. Uh, Hunter pulls out. Uh, a big boom. They they run out of an exploding mine and uh, jump into that little waterway. Pop out the other side of a 
little waterfall and you share share a smooch, I guess. They do share a smooch, and then the credits begin to roll. Uh, before we move <laughs> on to creating a sequel, uh, is is there anything or any part of the movie that y'all want to discuss? Man, this movie. Why? Why? Why does it have like a weird handsome Squidward face? <laughs> <laughs> you may have watched a different version than us. His movie, well, it, the the octopus had a face. Me. It showed it like twice. <laughs> I was like, yes. Uh. Oh, you know, in my notes, I did write. We finally see it. It is bad. Yeah, <laughs> it is. The CGI is, is not good. Um, no. This movie opens with a lot of exposition. Um, there's this thing about gay characters in movies, like this opinion I have <laughs> that like they should just be normal characters. They shouldn't be like a joke. Or I'm very self-aware. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. just gay characters are usually meant to like, like not... be symbolism for something. Uh, yeah. I just want a character that just happens to be gay, uh, which would have been Cam in this movie if he didn't just randomly say in the middle of exposition say, yeah. "I'm gay." <laughs> it's because I'm gay. I'm like, <laughs> okay, I am gay. Well. <laughs> dick, 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 dick. Anyway. Self-aware, blah blah. Like, no, that's neurodivergence, honey. <laughs> that's another thing um okay so uh this is the part where we kind of take the i mean the the minuscule the almost non-existent falling action from this movie and we correlate it to a sequel navi you know the rules how does the sequel begin um so i i i recall her mentioning earlier in the first one that her 40th birthday was coming up so uh-huh. we we fast forward to a month later and we're in Manhattan. <laughs> so we're, we're in crossing for... we're crossing into American territory. Yes. I should yes. say US territory. We're... I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're we're taking Manhattan for her birthday. It's a birthday trip. Okay. <laughs> Is anything um, of note happening on this birthday? Uh <sighs> So there's definitely hints of things going on. Um, we we definitely, uh, I would say, see, uh, a, a make note of the cockroaches amongst the city. Holy shit! Okay. <laughs> Chekhov's yeah, cockroach yeah, got it. <laughs> um, and we perhaps might see, you know, some uh, some maybe taps of manholes. Some hints of something amongst the sewers. Um, you know, someone might have followed her there because, as we know, Rocktopussy can read minds. And Cam knew about her birthday. And okay. why wouldn't Cam know about Manhattan? So, <clears throat> hmm. So, in, in, in this narrative, the Rocktopus was not destroyed by this giant explosion, it has survived. N- and it using... somehow has survived. Yes, right. it's weak. It's part though. cockroach. That's why we're taking note of the cockroaches. Uh, Bombs actually, have no effect on it. Xavier. Well, the horseshoe crabs have survived just as long. I would say. All right. So, I guess yeah. it was pretty pretty ancient with like no sustenance down there. Xavier, what is the inciting moment of the film? Where do, where does shit start to kick off? And now, mind you, the first film hardly had one. No, it, it took had... forever to get to that fucking cave, and then for something to happen because there's so much. Goddamn exposition. Right. This movie is, is no exposition. We just start. <laughs> we just start Manhattan. <laughs> Birthday weekend, cockroaches, manholes, secret cam. Um, everyone's getting their nipples pierced uh, for, for the birthday. And then uh, that's when uh, a giant. Fuck. Uh, I don't know. Uh, the, the rock to pussy takes over the Statue of Liberty and, and everyone's like, holy shit. Holy shit, we're going hard. Okay, the oh, first wow. act is already blowing up. Uh, <laughs> um, Navi, can, can you tie the Statue of Liberty back to cockroaches? Well, I mean, in order to get up to the to the top, um, you know, it had to get its way in. So the cockroaches, you know, sneak up through the clothes, up the clothes, and tuck right behind the people's ears to take over. Oh, so oh the cockroaches are like quietly. an evolved form of of the uh, horseshoe crabs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're they're more mobile. They're they're in mass now. 
the yes. they can get in and out of places easier. Okay, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, and the octopus, the octopusy has taken control of, uh, of Lady Liberty. Oh, yes. Uh, There's got to be some sort of like social media crossover because I need a scene with a Wendy Williams lookalike talking about it and how handsome it is. Like that one. Did that happen? Uh, cri- that like that one criminal where she was talking about how handsome he was and how his behavior should be excused and he should be a model. Now I don't know much about. Oh, Wendy but he's Williams. so handsome. I don't either, but I saw that. Like, <laughs> but if we can get her in the movie, we can certainly try. <laughs> um, but she will be making fun of herself, and she has to sign a contract saying that defamation's not going to be an issue. Um, so we need some rising action now. Uh, obviously, it's a big deal. All the world knows about it. Is uh, is Hunter still a reporter in this universe? Yeah, she's reporting on her own birthday. <laughs> uh, but oh no, uh, uh, a la um, Cloverfield, you know, we've got this kind of found footage. Bruce Almighty. Or, right, it's with her phone. Because remember, she mentions the fact this is the, the only, the thing only I have camera right now. I have. Um, yeah. You know, uh, she's out partying, it's all nice and whatever, but then boom, Statue of Liberty turns out to be a giant octopus or whatever. Uh, cockroaches are taking control of uh important figures throughout the city but i guess i don't know how we would know that right off the bat um, also security guards oh security yeah yeah police officers uh security guards uh they're all under control people it's it's chaos in the streets right um g- give me like uh is, is is cam not cam cam's dead is carrie there yeah um uh in an alley peeing somewhere Inevitably, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go... it's only been a month, so they're they're having fun together. Cool. I'm gonna go ahead and pitch the idea that they always have the sword on them. Yeah, they got okay. through <laughs> through border patrol with. It's in the van. It's in sword. Cam's van. They're they're using Cam's van. Um, I mean, they got to the the border of America, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, that's not a gun." And they were like, well, "No, it is. A, it's a sword." And they're like, "Oh." That's pretty cool too. Go ahead in, and yeah, we um, work at Ren Fairs. <laughs> that's all it takes. <laughs> we're here. We're here for the Ren Fair in Manhattan, and they're like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Um, cool. So, rising action. They're running through the streets. I, what, what? What's their goal? What are they trying to do? Can, can I? Can I? Can I mention though? It, uh. In conjunction with the Ren Fair thing, they preemptively like knew that was going to be a problem. So she had underneath her coat this like hoary Ren Fair outfit, which she's in for the rest of the movie, right? Perhaps. Right. Or for a while until she gets into maybe something else. That's also she's wearing it underneath a romper, uh, but she does have to go to the bathroom at one point. And <laughs> the struggle we all know that going to the bathroom <laughs> in a romper does require you to take the whole thing off. But before she yes. has a chance to put it back on, there's a giant explosion. Uh, the floor she's on gets destroyed, and she slides down a, f- <laughs> a f- into the sewers. Into the sewers, <laughs> because because the thing has also, lo and behold, uh, there's like a second one, and it it took hold of an abandoned sub subway station, like in uh, TMNT. Okay, all right. <laughs> no, no, you're you're fine. We're gonna roll with it. Um. So, because so the eggs, you know, there's got to be a second one to continue on the horror, right? So she goes. Is she in a sewer or is she in a subway station? Well, it, one leads into the other. Is that fuck it? I've never been to New York. Maybe uh, that's that's how it is in the Turtles movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, Xavier, what's their goal? What are they doing? Obviously, everyone knows about this. Hunter's busy reporting and being brave, but like, what, what are they trying to do? <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> shit. Uh, they're, they're, God damn, I don't know. Um, what were they trying to do in the first one? <laughs> well, arguably, they were either trying yeah. to escape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're they're trying to escape New York because 
they're like, holy shit, that energy bomb didn't work the first time. Um, it, it literally just turns into Cloverfield, right? Like they're trying to yeah. get out of out of New York before well, they drop the bombs. Hunter uh, also thinks she could take on anything. Right. Part, part of me feels like feels like Hunter's she... like. Go ahead. She's like, this time, I know karate. And she's going to go fight this giant monster, which is karate. <laughs> well, God, okay. Okay, here. I'll, I'll help this along. Uh, the U.S. government is all taken over by cockroach mind control, you know, bugs. Uh, right. I forgot about that. Yes. There are two <laughs> enormous ancient deities tearing New York apart. The only person that can save us is Hunter Hazelton as she finds an experimental bunker that is building an enormous mech suit that the military was supposed to use against terrorists, but now they're going to be used against these ancient beings. Okay. Cool? Does does Hunter take over one of these mech suits? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. I apologize gratuitously if I didn't make that clear. Um... So yeah, she gets into one of these suits. Uh, she also we, finds. I oh, go ahead. I I I I want her to be dissatisfied with something. Press a couple of buttons, and then the exterior change to a more uh, feminine form. <laughs> it's it's too heavy. The 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 mech suit is it's too slow. It's too cumbersome. Yes. And so pieces drop off, and then it's like a slutty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's a button to like lighten the load to make the, oh, the suit more mobile. And the mech has nipple piercings. Of course it does. <laughs> of course. Xavier, you know you're gonna have to make a poster for this, and I don't know what you're gonna do for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good luck. Um, yeah. Well, cool. I'll, I'll use <laughs> an AI generator. Hell yeah! Hey, you know what? Nipple piercings. That's not bad. Oh god, that, that I did it that once last for the Lily fight cat scene. One, so. Oh, that that last fight scene is gonna be good. You know, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, so, so it's gotta be a lot of ink. Can there be? A, can yes, <laughs> I didn't get it at first, but yes. Um, can the there be an equally large sword that she fights with? I oh, feel like yes. that's important. Oh yes, where does she pull it out from though? And it's got to extend. Well, she just <laughs> the monster knocks her down in uh, whatever bay the Statue of Liberty is, and she just like stands up and pulls just a fucking random giant mech sword out of uh, out of the water. She's <laughs> like, "That's convenient," and then keeps going. <laughs> okay, that was um, put there for a different uh, kaiju. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, the military has all its bases covered, especially in Manhattan. They're maybe they're like go toward like towards the water. Yeah, bring them, bring them out toward the toward the toward the. Wait, why? Oh, for the sword. Sorry, the I, sword. Yeah, that's my bad. <laughs> I was I was really with you for a second, and then I confused myself. Right. Um. Meanwhile, right. then towards the water, they're a lot more mobile. They're faster. Oh yeah, I was gonna say around. because they're like octopus, yeah, they, danger. They're mm-hmm. much more mobile in the water, and that's gonna that's gonna create a bigger a bigger issue. Oh, but who who's there to help out in a submarine? That's right, it's Carrie. He knows how to operate a submachine. Um, so between this giant mech suit and a a, a weaponized submarine, uh, these two are whooping ass. Uh, between uh between these two uh rock to pussies. And uh, I'm 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 gonna go ahead and and say they they win. They, do they save the day? Oh yeah, they save the day because this movie doesn't end in a kiss. Yeah, it ends with them boning. Ooh, in we're the going a step and suit. Oh my god, Xavier, you said the oh, coolest oh. sentence I've ever heard in my life. Oh, the mech suit in a submarine be- bone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, Navi missed it. Navi missed it on the first pass. Uh, I, I did. <laughs> There's um, no flesh on flesh. I was, it's I just was metal thinking, on metal. Yeah, I, it's just grinding. And then we we got to see in the like right before the credits and, uh, roll, we got to see a cockroach skittering away. Now, okay, that was going to be my thing. Is yeah, because once... we got to talk about 
once the roctopuses the are destroyed, are the cockroaches still thralls to them? Um, I would say the the well, the ones that are that are attached uh, drop off. Um, also, removal of them I w- does not like kill like unlike with the giant horseshoe crabs. To be fair, she does mm-hmm. stab that thing with a sword. I think. I think. Oh, did she? Yeah. Yeah, she stabbed the one that okay. she took off a cam with a sword. But it also, it also felt like to me, like removing it, like also was like, kind of. I mean, it was covered in Cam's I mean, it, blood. Like, yeah, it killed Cam regardless. So, yeah. Uh, I think this movie end. Yeah, we should we should focus on a cockroach as as it is scurries away, but it, it stumbles upon a little portal that's it's a time machine, and it goes in. And it loops us back to the beginning of Men in Black. Oh, and the and the cool music. <laughs> I don't know if you remember the music from the intro of Men in Black. That yeah, shit dun, fucking popped. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, so good. Sorry, you just got me <laughs> hyped about Men in Black. Um. <laughs> well, cool. Um, guys, this was probably the easiest sequel. <laughs> yeah. Um, I. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. There was hardly any kind of guesswork because, fuck, I mean, what we had to go off of? No, easy peasy. Uh, um, mm, yeah. Let's see. Do you, do you guys want to hear my three pitches? Let's do it. Oh, yes, please. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so keep in mind, it, these three pitches have nothing to do with the movie that we just created. Uh, and I am bouncing directly off of the falling action from the first film. Okay? So pitch number one is shortly after the first movie ends, Hunter and Carrie try to build a relationship, but oops, he's still married. The movie follows Carrie as he gets served for court, subsequently divorced, and loses custody of his kids. But hey, at least he still has the hot lady. Hey, I'll say he when he was talking to her about his past, he he specified that he was divorced already. Shit. Okay. Well, uh... I mean, no, but when he said it in the movie, though, I was kind of like, hmm, are you though? Are, are you just though? trying to get in, uh, yeah. in this woman's pants? Because he's sleeping in a truck on the beach, right? If he was divorced, yeah. I feel like... And he says, like, he has, like, when he goes to take the shower, he's like, you know, things aren't going great with Abby or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. He, How he did you remember Abby, but you didn't remember any other... Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pitch number two. Oh. What? I, I, also, I forgot to mention that I made a note about Hunter uh, that she's got a Mandy Moore mouth. So pitch number two, uh, <laughs> decades, <laughs> decades have gone by. We follow an elderly hunter in a nursing home. The rest of her life was spent trying to convince the world what happened in that mine. Nobody believed her, and she was shamed out of her news reporting game. Uh, she then became an author to write about the story. Carrie is also in the nursing home, but he, has suf- he is suffering from late-stage dementia. How sad. But then the world gets overrun with these little baby crab things, and those two old fucks get to kick ass once more. Um, and that would be the movie. Hell yeah. <laughs> wow. And then we have pitch three. It is exactly one year later. Hunter is back to guerrilla journalism, but keeps getting recognized because fucking duh. She quits to become a full-time pole dancer <laughs> where she makes actual money. But... She does it with a sword because that would be kind of cool. And uh, that I'd watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that too. Uh, it's like showgirls, but with a with a sword. You just described the perfect movie. We're never going to create anything as good as that. <laughs> well. I missed it, Navi. You're just going to have to listen back to the episode. There was there was crossover. I didn't hear. It. Oh, I'm sorry. I know it's okay. Do you not have to apologize? It's fine. Uh, Navi. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And thank you for having me. <laughs> this was um, fun. It, it did. I hope we didn't scare you away with all of these wild ideas. Uh, is there is there any place that the people listening can find you? Um, basically across all of social media, um, I, I stream on Twitch, I do games, I'm a fitness nerd, cosplay, I'm starting crafts, uh, Twitter, Instagram, uh, just basically look up Novice Gamer Girl, and, uh, I've also got a link tree out there. 
on uh, one of my profiles there you, you guys can find. Yes, yes. Navi, you are pretty buff. I bet if we handed you a sword, we could make a movie by itself. Ugh, thank you. Um, it feels good to be a muscle mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a soft muscle mommy. Yeah, definitely good for hugs, but also crushing. Ooh, yeah. Mm, crushing good hugs. Um, Crushingly good hugs. Uh, Xavier, do you have any housekeeping you'd like to take care of? Yes. If you enjoyed this show, if you enjoy listening to us talk about movies, uh, just completely obliterating movies and and thinking up of the dumbest <laughs> dumbest ideas for sequels, uh, why don't you go ahead and just uh, follow us wherever you listen to this podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Google, uh, whatever other iHeartRadio. If you listen to Amazon? us on iHeartRadio, I don't think we're on iHeartRadio. <laughs> we are on iHeartRadio. Oh are we really? Yes. <laughs> oh, fancy. so uh, if you if if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, why don't you go ahead and uh, just give us a five star review? I don't know how iHeartRadio works, but uh, if you're on it, screw it, just do it. Yeah, prove um, me wrong. Do it, do it. And uh, d- you know, uh, tell a friend about our show if you're enjoying it. Hopefully, uh, we can get other people to enjoy it. And then you can always follow us on social. Uh, Instagram's our main main platform for the visual gags that are the conceptual posters that we put out for these uh, it's uh part two underscore pod and uh yeah just just keep listening because we're gonna keep making them <laughs> we definitely are um i also want to give a personal thank you to peyton Petkus, who was on our last week's episode uh he, he is the composer for our intro and outro uh the theme music for part two the sequel continued uh greatly appreciated go check him out he's amazing and um I think that's it. I, I, I thank you all for listening. I hope you had as much fun, uh, if not more than uh, as we did. Uh, I, that sentence was fucked. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, Xavier, we're going to start doing a thing because all the other podcasts I listen to do it. I've been Roger. I've been Xavier. And uh, we'll catch you next week on part two. The sequel. Continued. <laughs> why, why was that a question? <laughs> okay. Because I, I didn't get to be Navi, so I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say anything. Do you want to say it and I'll just splice it in there? <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck it. Uh, we're doing it again. What? No, fuck it. We're doing it again. Uh, I've, no. Uh, okay. Sh- shut up. Uh, ah! I have been Roger. I've been Xavier. And I've been Navi. We'll see you next week on part two. The sequel. Continue. Happy.